Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session. Um, today now is Tuesday, the 24th of May. Of course, I need to check with the speed that this uh, this month is ticking by. Um, so the whole point of this session is those of you perhaps that are, are new to this particular session is to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. So at the end of this session, in about 15, 20 minutes time, we'll have a very concise trading plan that we can look to execute over the course of the trading day. Um, so really with that, um, good morning for those of you joining us live. Good to have you with us as always. And uh, if you're joining us via one of our podcasts, um, good to have you on board. So let's get straight into it. Then we'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Um, you know, for, for those of you attending live, just be mindful of the risks involved in trading these financial markets and really have um, really strong control over your own capital. Um, you know, it's that ability to uh, manage your risk in a in a very disciplined manner, which is really important. And it gives you that platform in which you can be consistently profitable. Okay, so just as a quick introduction then, um, all profitable traders each and every time they get to their trading desks, they need to make some decisions regarding, you know, which markets to trade and really, you know, why do you want to trade those markets? Why are you likely to get the volatility in those markets rather than uh, in other markets? So deciding where the best opportunities are is a really, a really key part of trading these markets. Um, where do you then enter those markets? Where do you exit? How do you manage risk? Hopefully prior to entry, risk is not something that should be meddled with during the trade, uh, apart from removing the risk, of course. Um, so risk management, an important feature. And of course, trade management, how do you manage each trade to a success successful outcome? You know, these are very, very important considerations and trading psychology. How is that influencing some of the decisions that you're making? Because that's really what trading is all about. It's all about decision making. And, uh, you know, we address all of these considerations live all the time in our live trade rooms. Um, and we are strong advocates of being consistent in what you do. If you're chopping and changing the type of trader you are, the type of trades that you look for, how you execute those trades, you're going to really struggle to find a foothold. Discipline with your own capital, as I've mentioned, and of course, patience as well. There is unfortunately time, especially in these market conditions where it's really important to be actually really quite patient. And there's um, so it is a very, very important feature. Okay, so let's get straight into it and we'll start review of potential market moving news. So we want to, this is a Forex factory for those of you um, who are not aware. Um, it's just a weekly calendar. So we get a fairly concise snapshot um, of some of the happenings uh, in these markets. So today now, Tuesday, the 24th of May, we've got some important manufacturing and services number numbers uh, due out this afternoon uh, across the Eurozone. So um, French, German, Eurozone, UK manufacturing and services number and manufacturing and services details and numbers from the US as well. So really, it's a day of kind of just assessing manufacturing and services. Now, these have been sort of broadly quite positive. Uh, above 50 implies expansion. Below 50 implies uh, a bit of um, contraction. And we've been in a, quite an expansive mode, uh, certainly 
sort of halfway through COVID, really, it took a bit of a hit. Um, and then halfway through COVID, we started to see that sort of bounce back start to kick in. So when manufacturing started to turn back online. So um, these are important indicators for, I suppose, the relative success of, a, of a, an economy if their manufacturing base is extending and, and expanding. Um, that's just broadly good news. It means more jobs. It means uh, more productivity. Same on the services side. So really, what would we be expecting? And again, we're looking for the deviation on these numbers. So um, around 8.30, we'll have a look at that now in the live trade room in just a minute. Um, we'll have your uh, German flash manufacturing services number. Um, I suppose the main reason the German economy is, is, the, is, the, is the powerhouse really behind the European economy. So if German manufacturing uh, and services take a significant hit, um, then that's really not good news for the Eurozone. And with the war in Ukraine uh, and energy uh, concerns with, with Russia, um, nearly 50% of the German economy is reliant on Russian energy. So it's not a sustainable place. And we've, we've been hearing in the last few weeks about how Germany are now willing and prepared to kind of shift that, that emphasis away from, from Russian energy. It's the problem is finding the replacement. That, that's the key. And how are the, is the German economy going to become uh, not so reliant on, on sort of rogue states like, like Russia, the way that obviously they've been conducting themselves over the course of the, the year so far? Um, anything else of any major concern? We've got um, ECOFIN meetings as well. That might be mildly interesting. We'll have the Ched. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell um, due to speak. It's not a very significant uh, news event by the looks of it. He's due to deliver pre-recorded opening remarks at the National Center for American Indian Enterprise Development Reservation Economic Summit. It's a bit of a bit of a mouthful. Um, so yeah, it's pre-recorded. Doesn't look like there's any Q and A session uh, with that. We'll be hearing a little bit from Christine Lagarde uh, today uh, due to deliver over in the marks at the World Economic Forum. So we've got uh, the World Economic Forum in Davos as well. Um, so that always creates a little bit of, uh, I suppose, hysteria in these markets. Tomorrow, we've got quite an eventful day. We'll be hearing from the RBNZ. We'll be hearing from um, uh, the governor of the Central Bank of Japan. We'll have uh, FOMC meeting minutes tomorrow, and we'll be hearing from the governor of the RBNZ as well. And then it's a bank holiday on Thursday across you know many parts of Europe, France, Germany, Switzerland. Okay, um, with the US prelim GDP numbers uh, due out, so we'll see how bad it is for the US economy. Um, and core, this is a, an, an important, um, news event for the fed they like to look at core pce price index numbers so um not a huge amount i suppose tomorrow is probably the most eventful day of the trading week really as far as the the, the news flow is concerned um a lot of these data points are, are you know can really drive markets um if they're substantial enough um a lot of traders will be looking at the the forecasts for these events and seeing how the seeing if price needs to correct accordingly. 
depending on whether it uh, comes in above expectations and, and broadly positive, or whether it becomes in below expectations and therefore would be broadly negative. So, um, so a few things to concern ourselves. It's just manufacturing and services today for us. So let's have a look at these markets. Um, a little bit on the bland side over the course of yesterday, I think is probably a, a fair summation. Um, so looking at risk first, so Friday evening, we, we were looking like we were going to be squeezing to the upside and then subsequently it kind of rolled very significantly to the downside, created new lows, and then we retraced sort of 60, 70% of that move pretty quickly over the, over the course of a couple of hours. Then when the markets opened on Sunday night, we, we actually saw some positivity yesterday broadly. Um, and that, that just shows you how quickly that can that can change, didn't really last very long. We were looking at prices getting above the 39.57, saw a little spike in the end in, in the early part of the evening session, um, didn't really wanna get into it at that particular point, see how things would open up again today. And as you can see, we gapped lower and uh, have rolled back over to the downside. So if we look at this on a daily time frame, you can see how indecisive uh, this little bit of price action is. In fact, it's kind of horrible price action, isn't it? Um, good morning, guys. Hope you're well. Um, another day today, Andrew, for sure. Let's see what we've got to deal with. So um, just getting up this, this pen here briefly. So bear with me a second. Right, so this price action in here is is pretty choppy it's pretty horrible um we're seeing uh, rejections to the downside um also rejections of these highs as well so we're we're firmly in this little sideways pattern so again you know our bias would be as it has been really since the end of last year it's very very bearish in these markets um we might have to be a little bit patient around these levels see if we break through these levels and if prices actually stick to the downside because they haven't done towards the end of last week but this could be the next the next flush trade to the downside so we want to keep a close eye on it if we possibly can so risk um mildly bearish what we do is we bring this level down here So we've got this little tight, tight little range in here and the break below yesterday's low would certainly imply further downside. Let's come back to that in a second. Very similar analysis, as you can see, for the Dow Jones, we were looking for a buy trade. We did get that buy trade in the end, towards the latter part of the trading day, um, bounced off it, and now we're rolling, we're back in at that little zone. So it just shows you you know, we are dealing with quite indecisive markets at the minute. Um, again, a little bit patient in, in our experience when you get this type of price action, you might need to be a little bit patient on it. Um, mind you, the, the NASDAQ is looking certainly a lot, a lot more bearish. And our, our overall bias is very much to the downside. So we perhaps have a bit of a trigger in the, the NASDAQ. Um, again, the price action over the last three days has been quite poor. So you kind of want to clear some of those levels if you can, but this is looking a little bit more, the, the S and P still needs to break the, uh, the 39, 10, the Dow Jones, 
we're just running into these levels of, of potential support at these levels. So the the NASDAQ is probably giving us the clearest opportunity for a sell trade uh, at the moment. So negativity across the, the FTSE and the DAX, um, really quite horrible price action and some. So really we're looking at risk off market conditions. So that's pretty much the, um, the, the market conditions that we're looking to trade today. So we, at the minute we've got, got US indices um, selling off. So there is this, um, there's a, a lack of appetite for, for trading um, riskier assets. So we wanna bear that in mind. Look what's happening in Bitcoin. We're just really just grinding sideways up and down the whole time. Pretty choppy little ride around the 30,000 level. Um, and is this going to be a bit of a ceiling to the upside or is this um, market going to going to break to the downside um, and I'll become a bit of a floor um, to see further upside. So really a breakout either above the 31,500 to the upside for Bitcoin or below the 28,700 to the downside would be obviously not a good sign for those traders that do trade Bitcoin. Just to let you know, we don't. We don't actively trade Bitcoin every day. It's far too volatile. It's far too kind of up and down. So, but we do reference it every day because I know many of you do like to have a look at it. So really, when you're in the sideways moving pattern, you've got to wait for the breakout to the downside to the upside. We don't quite know which way it's going to go. So perhaps wait, wait for that. So commodities. Um, had a decent move to the upside yesterday. We're expecting further upside uh, from from these highs, you know, rolled over, and and now we look like we're we're going to be rolling back over to the downside. We're trading above the monthly highs and monthly lows uh, quite consistently. So really choppy market condition now. Oil. A little bit more positivity in gold. We had a, a nice move. We were looking for prices to just squeeze a little bit higher, but we, we saw that reversal kick in yesterday. We've not done too much today. We're still above the 1850. We still expect it to continue higher anyway. Um, so that's the gold trade. We're still in that trade. Just quickly looking at the end, we're just bouncing off. We've got risk off market conditions. So we'd expect to see some capital coming into markets like the, the yen and the dollar. So let's see if we get that. So we've got a bit of a bit of uh, yen, yen buying coming in um, in the, the dollar yen. We've got the 126.95, which we spoke about yesterday. And if we we failed to actually break through that level yesterday, but if we get through that today, you can see if I zoom out a little bit, you can see how much room there is for, for a bit of, I'll bring this level down. Probably this is your next high uh, to the downside, which is the 105.07. So potentially uh, like a $2 move, or should I say uh, a 200 pip move really to the downside. Um, if we break below that 126.95. So that's the, the dollar yen. So there's definitely more strength on the yen um, above the uh, the US dollar. Let's see if there's any sort of individual dollar trading opportunities. Um, nice move yesterday in the euro dollar. Uh, nice move again in the pound dollar. So really we had that dollar weakness trade that we were, we were focusing on. Um, some selling 
marginal selling uh, against the yen. And the dollar Swiss, um, this was our trade from yesterday. So we're still in that trade. Um, quite, quite straightforward. We, we got in below the, the 96, uh, 96 level. Our entry was 96, 93. Um, nice strong move to the downside. So there was, there was trading opportunities across the dollar Swiss, across the euro dollar, across the pound dollar. Um, we were in the dollar, the dollar Swiss and the gold trade. So we didn't want to go too heavy on, on the dollar weakness. Uh, although there was a couple of other opportunities yesterday. And I know many of you guys were able to capitalize on those. So um, the CAD, we never really saw this market move below the 127.76. Um, we didn't really stick below that for any considerable period of time. Uh, the Aussie dollar, we again, this was a potential buy trade yesterday. You can see most of it hasn't really stuck to any great extent and now will we see a bit of dollar dollar strength begin to filter through still a bit of a question mark over that trade the more bearish these markets are the more difficult it will actually be um, for the dollar so the dollar is in a bit of a strange spot perhaps um, the euro pound um, we just got a again some of the price action is really quite choppy and it's um we made new lows yesterday and then reversed and made new highs and ended up a little bit positive so we can probably take a step back from the euro pound um there's there's better opportunities elsewhere so look we have with the pound yen we got some let me just bring this level down So a lot of this is kind of retracement type uh, price action. So we, you know, we pulled back, we, we attempted to make a new low um, and then we started to grind higher once more. And now we've got this little high in here. Um, we do like to identify, you know, clearly defined support resistance levels. And that's what this implies. It's a bit on the messy side. I'll, I'll give you that. It's um, this is a structural failure trade now to the downside. So that's what this represents. And all we've done is just sort of go back into that phase with the overall bias for now being to the downside. I suppose the important aspect to this is if we start breaking above the 136.77, if that happens, then this is then a structural failure back to the upside for the Euro-Yen. So the Euro-Yen is probably in marginally better position We're still above the monthly low. So really quite indecisive price action. The the dollar yen below the 126.95. We might have to be patient with it. So we're still in the dollar Swiss. We'd expect this further to the downside. It looks like there is um, dollar weakness beginning to creep back in. So that would benefit our, our gold trade. So really, we, it looks like we're going to have a risk-off look at these markets along with um, perhaps looking at the yen. The yen doesn't look too appetizing now either. Okay, let's put together our trade plan then. 
So not quite as coherent as yesterday's trade plan, perhaps. But we're going to look at the sell trade in the NASDAQ. Um, we were looking for potential buy trades yesterday. They all failed to kind of stick. So we're going to look at the NASDAQ now below yesterday's low at the 11,774 level. Don't worry, I'll put these up on the screen now in just a minute, guys, um, so you can take them away with you. Um, let's put the S&P to the downside below the, uh, the 39.10. We'll look for buying opportunities if we get them. Um, and we look for selling opportunities if, if the opportunities present themselves. So it's really dependent on price action. Um, don't really want to be selling oil at this stage. So because we've got this risk off market condition, we can certainly look at the euro yen, but only if we get below the 136.01. If we get below that level, there might be a sell trade in there. You see, the yen has been so weak recently. And, and we're still about 60, 70 pips away from getting into the dollar yen. So a bit of patience perhaps there. So it certainly feels like these markets are a little bit more indecisive currently. Um, certainly than they were yesterday, a little bit more clarity yesterday, perhaps today, a little bit sticky again. Let's see if these uh, manufacturing numbers, if they have any particular impact. So not a great trade plan today. Uh, like I said, a little bit on the sticky side. So yesterday we had markets moving in a relatively coherent fashion. So we had uh, risk on moves across these markets they didn't all stick by any by any means and and the moves we saw in the Dow and the S&P were were very very late in the trading day so we backed off them at that point so it, when the opportunities arrive is actually an important feature of these markets so we had a really good move in the dollar Swiss below the 96.96 we never really got the CAD got an opportunity in the CAD and we got into the gold trade above the 1849 um, and not much movement a little bit of upside in in oil it, it didn't really stick yesterday either um, so we need to bear that in mind okay so so let's put um, our sell trade to the S&P to the downside below the 3910 see if we get that move Okay, so we'll put the NASDAQ in here, looking to sell, sell below the 11,774. And in addition to that, we've only really got the Euro Yen, which is giving us any reasonable, decent opportunity. Again, we'd have to be patient and we'd have to wait for this market to get below uh, sell below the 136.01 level. So just below that 
13,600 level would be potentially looking at the euro, euro yen. In terms of the market summary, yesterday it was quite coherent. We had risk on. Um, fortunately, indecisive market conditions is really what we're trading. So that's important. We can slightly trade smaller risk, um, have bigger stop losses, um, you know, expose less of our capital during indecisive market conditions like this. We want a bit of clarity. We want to see capital flow. We want to see capital moving into markets and we want to see nice, healthy, either bearish candlesticks or, or, or bullish candlesticks. And when we get indecision, where we get prices pushing higher and then pulling back and retracing and not really doing much and the lack of clarity, we want to try and be patient during those times. Okay, so um, not as plentiful perhaps as yesterday's trading session. Uh, and we did get moves in our markets to a certain degree. Um, that's our trade plan for the day, guys. We're going to switch across to our live trade room now. So those of you that want to join us there, uh, we'll, be, we'll be live now in just a minute or two. Um, that's our trade plan. I've just posted into the chat box so you guys can uh, take it away with you. So on that note, if there's any questions, if you, if you have any questions about anything covered, feel free to post them. Um, even if we've uh, even if we've finished up, we'll still get back to your questions. But if not, guys, there's our trade plan in the chat box. Take it away, um, and hopefully we'll get some moves in these markets um, that we can we can get to grips with. Uh, it does look like it's a bit of an indecisive trading condition. So perhaps something like these manufacturing and services numbers out of Germany. If there's a strong deviation on those, I think that's about half a state. Um, so if there's a strong deviation on those, we can probably expect some um, price corrections and maybe there could be good opportunities then. So we just have to trade these markets as they unfold. Um, and we've got, you know, certainly three trades to, to keep a close eye on. All right, and guys, so just, just so you know, we trade these markets live at 8 a.m. for the European trading session. And again, from 12.30 for the uh, U.S. trading session. Very welcome to join us if you'd like to. For more information, just go to thelivetradesroom.com and we'd be happy to answer any questions you might have through the website. Okay then, on that note, take care. Uh, all the best for the trading day and we'll see you again tomorrow. For everyone here, bye for now.